Yo, today's QOD is the way you see the world becomes your world. Here we go. Show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We've got Michael Wicked on the show today, and he's talking about what, in my opinion, is one of the best indicators of whether or not you're going to be successful. And that is the lenses through which you see your life, the lenses through which you see the world. I think it was Einstein who talked about, you know, do you see the world or the universe as a friendly place? or as a dangerous place. And if you see the world as a dangerous place, then you're looking at the world through a lens of cynicism and pessimism. You're expecting bad things to happen. And as you know, you get what you expect. You find exactly what you're looking for. And if you're wearing pessimistic lenses, you're going to find things to be pessimistic about. Successful people tend to be realistic optimists. Now, what is that? Optimists tend to just like, everything's great, everything's good. That's actually a bad thing. You might want to read a book called um, uh, Rethinking Positive Thinking. There's some great research as to like being overly optimistic is actually not a good thing. It actually creates terrible results. It also robs you of your motivation. So you want to be realistically optimistic. And what I mean by that is, hey, you expect, you expect great things to happen but also you know that there are going to be obstacles and difficulties in the way. So be there, like be where you want to be in your mind, but just know it is not going to be easy because life is always going to be life. Michael Wicked coming up. Now, as soon as we talk about optimism, there'll always be people who say, yeah, but it's difficult to be optimistic in a world filled with cynics. And I, I heard somebody say that the other day, and I, and I thought, well, I've heard that word cynic before. I'm not sure I know what it means. So I started hunting feverishly for a definition. I found one from H.L. Mencken. He said that a cynic is a man who, when he smells flowers, looks around for a coffin. <laughs> do, you, <laughs> do you know somebody like that? Something good happens, and they say, there's got to be a catch. They just really believe life's always going to be a grind and a drag. And you know what? They're right. Because the way you see the world becomes your world. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being a cynic. I want to promise you, however, you will go a whole lot farther in this game called life as an optimist who looks on the bright side and looks for the good than you will with a person as a person who carries around cynicism. I discovered the other day that even psychiatrists believe in optimism. (laughs) Well, I say that because a couple of friends of mine are psychiatrists, and they said, yes, absolutely, when they work with people, one of the objectives they have is to get those people to be optimistic and look for solutions and to get their mind and their energy off their problems. Ladies and gentlemen, do you know what nerve is? Nerve is going to a psychiatrist for a split personality and asking for a group rate. 
with a foundation of optimism, you and I will just accomplish a whole lot more and we'll attract more good fortune into our life. Did you know that it is possible for a man or woman to lose a job, become unemployed, and go out and find a better one and or create a better one? Did you know that's possible? Did you know it is possible for a marriage to fall apart, a special relationship to fall apart, a person to lose their sweetheart and to turn that into the greatest period of growth they've ever had in their life and become happier all by themselves than they ever were with somebody? Did you know that's possible? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that it's possible to be sick to have an accident, have your body devastated, racked with pain, severely injured, and totally rehabilitate yourself. Did you know that's possible? Yes. You see, it is possible to experience devastating life experiences and turn them into something wonderful. As a matter of fact, it is optimistic people who use their difficult circumstances as springboards to a whole new life experience. Now, I believe the difference is that when a person has a difficult situation happen, that they say, oh, yes, I can, and begin moving forward, as opposed to, poor me. Let me tell you how bad it is. <laughs> Just about everybody in life has difficulties, setbacks, disappointments, rejections along the way. Nod your head if you've had any. <laughs> Nod your head if you had a lot. <laughs> Just about everybody does. That's not important. You see, it's not important what happens to you or to me. The important thing is our reaction to what happens to us. The important thing is what we do after it happens. If we wallow in it, we're stuck. It's understandable if a person is wallowing in their unhappiness and their bad breaks and everything, but nothing happens. But I want to suggest we can turn those difficult situations into a brand new life experience. Lots of people get rejected. It depends what you do with that. There's a man named Theodore Geisel. He was on his way home with a manuscript after being rejected for the 23rd time. He happened to run into an old college friend who was an editor of children's books for Vanguard Press, and 20 minutes later, he had signed a contract. Now, the world does not know him as Theodore Geisel. The world knows him as Dr. Seuss, and he has sold millions and millions and millions and millions of books. And isn't it interesting that after 22 rejection slips, he was out doing what? Looking for somebody who would take his manuscript. He was looking forward. Right in the midst of all that rejection, he was looking for more opportunity, and he what? Because you always get what you look for in the game of life, eventually. You really do. Whatever you look for, it will find you. It may take a little time and a few rejections along the way, and most people are willing to quit after a few, but that may be the difference. Richard Hooker worked on a humorous war story for seven years, he was shot down by 21 publishers before William Morrow agreed to purchase his manuscript. That little war story was just called M.A.S.H. <laughs> Thor Heyerdahl's raft of confidence remained afloat through 20 turndowns before Rand McNally agreed to publish his controversial book, Contiki. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I just described 64 rejections to you. And yet those three people went on and did something significant with their life. As a matter of fact, two became world famous. It's not about being gifted. It's about focusing your eyes on your dreams and your goals and where you want to go and not quitting when you get an occasional rejection. Joel Weldon, I believe, is the greatest seminar leader in the world. He's the consummate professional. His creativity is awesome. And he has a reputation for wonderfully creative speech titles. And a few years ago, he was giving a speech entitled, Jet Pilots Don't Use Rearview Mirrors. <laughs> I think this side is a little quicker than, 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 than this side. Now, the reason that jet pilots don't use rearview mirrors is because they're not looking back. They're what? Be a jet pilot. Don't look back at the past, the deal that failed, the marriage that didn't work out, the sweetheart that left, the job you didn't get, the job you lost, the rejection. Don't look back there. Look where? Forward. The people that go the farthest are the forward-looking people, the optimists of the world. That was Michael Wicked. I don't think Michael has a, a website, but you can listen to this entire talk on an audio program by Michael called The Power of Perseverance. You can find that at audible.com. All right, my friend, hope you enjoyed this week's talks. I will see you next Monday. I'm out. Peace. Peace.